Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome, and uh, good morning, or whatever it is when you happen to be listening to this. I'm Lynn Cullen. I'm going to spend about an hour with you. It's uh, August 24th. Uh, 2020. Um, I, I guess this is, this is the day that the Republican convention starts, which will bear no resemblance to, I don't see it. I don't see that I can see it and, uh, maintain my, my sanity. That's my guess. I was looking at the, okay, so here are the people who are allowed to speak before him. Tonight, just in case you're wondering. Uh, oh my God, it's the most loathsome group of human humanity. Matt Gates, who is, uh, well, cannot even cannot even go there. He's the Florida Congressperson who's just vile and only only uh, eclipsed in his vileness. By the next speaker, Jim Jordan, the uh, Ohio congressperson who um, knew about and allowed the sexual molestation of uh, untold members, they say hundreds, right, of the uh, Ohio State wrestling uh, team. So, um, oh, and then... Heading into the president, these are the more the better uh, spots. Uh, that lovely couple who we first met standing outside their uh, mansion, uh, brandishing uh, firearms because some protesters with black skin were walking by, which of course would make anybody run into their home and get and get guns and rifles. Uh, yeah, so the McCloskeys have a really good spot. They will be followed by the president's son, Donald Jr. And then the woman who was widely believed to possibly unseat uh, Pence as the vice presidential nominee, Nikki Haley, and then you'll get Trump. So that's what's on uh, tap for tonight. If you want to know what you're avoiding, me. Um, in advance of the uh, convention, the uh, the pollsters, of course, went out and asked uh, Republicans that famous question. And I think the famous question originated with Ronald Reagan when he was a candidate, which was, he said to the voters, all you need to do is ask yourself, are you better off today than you were four years ago? Well, um, Republicans were asked that question. Actually, a whole bunch of voters were. But it's simply astonishing. So 
if you ask all Americans, were you better off? Are you better off now than you were four years ago? Uh, 65% of Americans, it's about right, right? 65, two thirds of Americans say, hell no. <laughs> what? Are you even asking? 65% of voters say no. Then call the Democrats and independents out of that and just ask the Republicans. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? And 75% say, you betcha. I've never been living so high. Yeah, 75% of Republicans say they are. Which again begs the question, what world are they living in? 75% of Republicans, oh, you betcha. And 65% of um, Americans say, no. And when asked, uh, why are you better off? 82% of those Republicans say, because I have complete confidence in Donald Trump. There it is, the cult. Oh, man. 67% of Republicans say that the economy is in good shape. Interestingly enough, you ask all Americans, and pretty much the same number say the economy is really in bad shape. So the Republicans are always just sort of totally in this other world. 73% of Republicans say that we're dealing, the U.S. is dealing with the coronavirus just fine. Going well is specifically what they agreed to. Yes, 73% of Republicans say going well, which, of course, you can just flip that around for uh, the rest of us. The vast majority of Republicans think that the number of deaths uh, reported by coronavirus have been inflated, while most Americans think the opposite, that it's an undercount. And this one made news, this question, is the number of deaths that we've seen in the United States from coronavirus, is that an acceptable number? And the majority of Republicans said, sure, I got no problem with 170,000 heading into quarter of a million people dropping dead when they didn't have to. Meanwhile, how many independents thought it was acceptable? just 33%. How many Democrats? Just 10%. So, I mean, you just really uh, get what, how they are inhabitants of a totally, totally different environment. 81% of Republicans say there's been too much attention paid to the issue of discrimination. Wow. 
So there you go. I I just can't go to that um, their world. Uh, I just can't. I don't want to watch this convention. Um. Oh yeah, I'm aware of this. Bob asked me, "Are are you aware that ahead of the convention there was a big rally, well, a few hundred people, um, if that? I'm not sure, a few hundred that got together in a I don't know parking lot in uh, Murraysville, the heartland of America." And it was a rally, a MAGA rally, uh, to help kick off the victorious re-election campaign of the sitting president. And, uh, you know, the usual suspects were were there, uh, Republican office holders and such, but... The person who really wowed the crowd was none other than Wendy Bell. Yeah, there she was. And okay, so what's Wendy Bell uh, positioning herself for? Uh, Fox News or elected office? Because this is a woman who can't get enough attention. One of the things that Wendy said at this uh, shindig in uh, Murraysville this weekend was that only, what did she say, Ninety-nine. there is a 99.9% chance of survival. If you are under the age of 80 and you get COVID-19, that's what Wendy told the crowd. 99.9%. In other words, it's only people over 80 who are dying, which is obviously such a lie. It is. How can this woman say such things? In Pennsylvania alone, people under 80 years old account for 43% of the deaths from COVID-19. In Pennsylvania alone, almost half of the deaths are people under 80 years, and yet she gets up there and says... To the crowd, unless you're over 80, this thing is not going to hurt you. Wow. God help us. In ending her speech, Wendy said, oh, what I just said, my God, I didn't even know this. I just said it um, sarcastically. (laughs) She did not say this sarcastically. (laughs) Wendy said, 
to the people there in the Murrayville parking lot. This, in my mind, is the heartland. It's not about L.A. or New York. You know, where those black people and brown people and, I don't know, Jews and and Muslims and, you know, those people. Uh, It's not about L.A. and New York. It's about the heartland. This is a special place, all Whiteville. And we need to choose the right leaders who espouse our American values. Jesus. Oh, God. Dear God. So, there you go, Wendy. Full tilt. What an awful human being. Wow. And you know, she's married to an MD, a doctor. You, well, nothing means anything anymore. When, when she, I mean, again, you just get up and say what you got to say. Facts be damned. Um. Just one more uh, thing about the uh, Republican convention. Um, the uh, They say they're going to have a Democrats for Trump segment. <laughs> you know, because there's an awful lot of Republicans for Biden. Um, the list keeps growing and growing. Former Senator Jeff Flake came out endorsing Biden, a whole, just a ton. I think there are three former Republican congressmen from Pennsylvania who uh, have endorsed Biden. Now, all I want to say is I'm not impressed by that. I would be impressed if I was seeing these endorsements from Congress people who didn't have in front of their names. It's really easy to get your courage and speak your true mind when, I don't know, you don't have power and you don't have to uh, deal with your uh, fellow Republicans being mean to you and you don't have to face voters who will eviscerate you. So there is going to be a Democrats for Trump segment, although it's who's going to be in it is a closely guarded secret. (laughs) Who the hell would be in it? I mean, you can dig up somebody, I suppose, but nobody any of us know. (coughs) Who is it? Kanye? Uh, Well, technically, he couldn't do it. He's running himself, so it can't be. I, I don't know. Can't imagine. So. The two producers of this uh, Republican uh, virtual convention are um, are both former uh, producers from The Apprentice, which, of course, is the show that gave us Donald Trump and gave him uh, a sense that he knew how to do a reality show. And this is just another reality show. It is. 
We know that. I remember when people first started saying that at the beginning of his presidency. I, I'm sure a lot of people thought, well, that's a little, that's a little heavy-handed. Uh, no, turns out, not at all. So uh, the loathsome Mark Burnett, who uh, gave us reality TV, he with Survivor, and then went on to do others, including The Apprentice. He is the lead consultant, but he's not really doing a lot of the work. A guy named uh, Sadhu Kim is, and he was also on The Apprentice. And he was, uh, his okay, his bio, and he was a judge for the Miss Universe pageant. Um, for that matter, one of the other guys was also with the Miss Universe pageant and Miss USA. So these are all Trump. These are all Trump properties. And, and you know, when you look at who gets the speaking uh, bids, it's wow. He has such a small little circle of people that he's willing to trust. And even that circle, he doesn't trust them. But I guess he trusts them a little bit more than than 99% of the rest of us uh, in terms of his trust of us. Um, it's his relatives or people who are business associates who he's worked with. That's pretty much it. Uh, one of the uh, speakers is his former caddy. You think I'm kidding? No. And of course, you got Rudy Giuliani. You got Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. You got the lovely McCloskeys, the gun toters from St. Louis. And you've got, oh, that disgusting, smug, sneering little jerk, Nicholas Sandman. He was the kid from Kentucky who treated that old Native American guy who was trying to explain things to him with such contempt and became a hero as a result. So, I don't know. You can watch if you want. I think um, I'm going to watch something else. Kellyanne is leaving. Actually, her last gift to Trump is pretty much uh, managing, in many ways, this convention. Uh, her hand is all over it. And uh, pretty much when it's done, she's out. And, uh, and her husband, George, uh, is also stepping away from his anti-Trump work um, with the, what am I blanking on? The something project, the Lincoln project that's been putting out those amazing anti-Trump ads. So they're both stepping away because of the children. They have uh, four kids, uh, one of whom is, uh, is acting up. <laughs> I just saw her latest thing on TikTok. They're 
their teenage daughter, who seems to have inherited all of her parents' worst qualities. I know you're not supposed to talk about teenage. I just want to say. There she is on TikTok, and she's saying about the fact that her parents both essentially quit their jobs. Look what I did. Look what I did. Oh, look what I did. Oh, poor kid. Jesus, she's in need of help. They're in need of help. And um, whatever. So there's that. Here's just a little thing I wanted to share that I saw while reading about Kamala. Um, you know, I I I couldn't. The, her two children are her stepchildren are the children of her of her husband uh, Douglas Doug Emhoff, who she married just six years ago. So this is a this is a pretty new marriage, and it was her first. So she had not married until well she's fifty five now. So until she was like forty nine years old. You know why? Because she was an ambitious woman. Yeah, she had more important things to do than be the helpmate for some man. So anyway, it's awful nice that she found him. He had been married. And um, it's from that marriage that her stepchildren come from. And they are named Cole and Ella. And they were named after Ella Fitzgerald <laughs> and John Coltrane. I love that. So, uh, and uh, the breakup of Emhoff's marriage uh, was said to be one of the most amicable divorces you can imagine. Well, I'll put mine up against it because I had an extraordinarily amicable divorce too. Um, really nothing that, you know, people who care about each other. Um, and, uh, they still are tight enough that at, uh, Thanksgiving for the last six years, the whole family gets together. That means Doug Emhoff, his wife, Kamala. Uh, his ex-wife and the two kids and they're all they're all fine together Kamala and the first wife totally cool together and that says something that says something it speaks to the character of all these people and shows that they are in that respect so unlike the current occupant of of the uh, Oval Office. So they met on a blind date. Some of friends said, man, you got to meet this woman. He was smitten the minute he met her. Um, so 
uh, he'll be if we do our job the first the first man in America to have what has been a position held only by women. Um, so, whatever. Hey, I want to, um, oh, God, everything I'm looking at here is pretty awful. I'm sorry, guys. I really am. Uh, I love the fact that... Um, these audio tapes of you know Trump's former federal judge sister coming out and just flat out saying everything we know about him, but underscoring it, uh, talking to her niece. Jesus, what's that? That no, no, no. Talking to her niece, who she did not know was recording her, which I think is dirty pool. But still, we've got the result. It turns out it's legal in New York State to uh, record a conversation if one of the parties is aware of it, (laughs) which strikes me as really weird. It would seem it should be both of the parties should be aware of it. So obviously, uh, you know, you can do this clandestine kind of uh, recording in New York State, and it's totally legal. Okay, and um, man, so here's his sister, and I'm sure uh, the sister and the niece are not going to be exactly on good terms anymore because of this, nor for that matter will the Donald and uh, his sister, the former judge. One of the things she's quoted as saying is his goddamn tweets and lying, oh my God. And then she says, as if somehow in her heart she knows, I'm talking too freely. But you know, I mean, a change of stories, the lack of preparation, the lying, holy shit. (laughs) She's older than him, I think, by about six years. And she goes on, it's the phoniness of it all. It's the phoniness and this cruelty. Donald is cruel. Yeah, well, she lived with him a long time. She knows him. She also describes him as a brat. She says that she would did his homework for him drove him around the New York City trying to get him into a college. She's the one who said he got people to take his exams for him. She says he went to Fordham, Fordham and then he got into the University of Pennsylvania because he had somebody take the exams. He has no principles. Yeah, we sort of got that too. We sort of got that, too. I don't think she votes for him. (laughs) What do you think? You know, the people who know you best. No, I don't think she votes for him. No way. Okay, so there was that. 
you have this latest shooting of an unarmed black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on tape, as usual, we can see it. Unbelievable and amazing. They shoot six, like almost point blank range, and they don't kill the guy, which is thank God. This is one. This is one unarmed black man who's apparently going to live. I don't know if he's paralyzed. I don't know what, but he's apparently going to live. And the astonishing thing is, they shot him in the back while he's reaching. He's heading into the driver's seat of his car. They shot him in the back with his children, his young children, sitting in the back seat. I just, I, I don't know. What are we going to do? You would think the police, I mean, how stupid are they? You would think that knowing that we all now are on to them, that we're carrying cameras always, that what they're doing is going to be recorded, that the streets are filled with protesters for months on end because exactly of the shooting of unarmed black men, the killing of unarmed black men by police. And they can't stop. They just can't stop. And the law allows them Whenever they feel threatened, they can shoot. I mean, really, there's a Pennsylvania law. You feel you're a cop, you feel threatened, shoot. But here's what we've learned. The very sight of a black man makes a lot of cops feel threatened. It's just pure racism. So just like the stand your ground laws, a law that says if you feel threatened, you can shoot. These are kill a kill an unarmed black person and get out of jail free card. That's what they are and always have been. And they're passed by white racist legislatures and signed off on by white Racist governors. Speaking of white racist governors. Oh, God. I give you the governor of Tennessee. His name is Bill Lee. Now, he has been on the receiving end of constant protests by people who've been camping out uh, on the grounds of the state capitol. 
And I have sort of kept an eye on this thing because those folks have been there night after night and they faced all kinds of harassment, arrest, whatever. All they have wanted is to talk to the guy, right? He has refused. So instead what's happened is the great uh, legislature of Tennessee passed a law and the governor has signed it. This happened Thursday last week. And it says that now these protesters could face felony charges and up to six years in prison. These are people that aren't doing anything against the law. So they've, and the thing is, is if you're a convicted felon in Tennessee, guess what? You lose your right to vote. So it's another way to sort of, you know, just let's take the votes away from people who sure as hell ain't going to ever vote for us. The only motivation for this legislation is to stick it to people protesting racial injustice and police violence. Obviously, this will be met by a lawsuit because what this really is about is intimidating protesters and voters. And listen to what Tennessee already has done legislatively. Tennessee is among the states, there's many, that do not allow voters to vote by mail because they're afraid of contracting COVID-19. Tennessee tells people, old people, even people Wendy Bell would say are vulnerable, people over 80. This guy says, and the legislature has said, I, this is no excuse. You show up at the polls to vote. And as if that's not enough, in Tennessee, this is another thing this wonderful state government has done. It is a crime to distribute mail-in ballot applications. Can you imagine? It's a crime. They tried to make it almost impossible to have voter registration drives. You know, you've seen that. You're walking down the street and somebody, this is in the good old days, somebody with a, you know, a clipboard and a petition says, are you registered to vote? And, you know, here's how you do. And they tried to make that illegal in Tennessee. Now, what's that about? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it's about. This is what Republicans do. It's the only way they can win anymore is suppression 
repression, gerrymandering, intimidation, and I've got more for you. Hang on. The census. Uh, are you aware the census has to like get done in the next few months? Happens every 10 years. It's incredibly important because the numbers that they come up with determine how many Congress people each state gets. Pennsylvania used to have many more. We used to have more muscle in D.C. But our aging population and the demise of the steel industry and everything, you know, shrunk our population, which was which was clearly indicated in the censuses. And so we lost a congressional district here and then another one there, and then they're redrawn. Those boundaries get redrawn. And in the redrawing, you get the gerrymandering that the Republicans do to make Republican votes count and to marginalize Democratic votes. And what the Trump administration has done with this census is unbelievable. And I, I don't know if you're aware of it. The Trump administration ordered last month that the census has to be finished a month early. In other words... In a time of pandemic, when actually going door to door and trying to count the people who need to be counted, who the hardest ones to count, the densely populated areas of the country, where we need more time, not less, he's clawed back an entire month. And that guarantees a few things. There will be an undercount. The undercount will be in Democratic areas and with Democratic voters. And there'll be a white overcount. And the numbers will be delivered to the White House while Trump is still in office and where he can do what, well, Trump does with them. The alarms being raised by experts in this quadrennial, not, what is it, what is a 10-year period? A de, de, decimal, I don't know, um, you know, are, are, are freaking out saying this count will likely be deeply flawed. Um, here is somebody who is a government contractor who's been involved in the census for ever, won't be identified because, well, they'd lose their job, says this. This is truly, truly hair on fire awful. It's um, 
people are saying that the uh, the knocking on doors has been obviously uh, really made much, much more difficult. But also, because it's the Trump administration doing it, there's a mobile app that they're using that doesn't work most of the time. The uh, people who are going door to door are uh, not well trained. And then, then, of course, the poor souls encounter they're not trained and then they encounter people not wearing masks and spewing, you know, what, whatever. And not only will these numbers, which the Republicans just blatantly are trying to fix, they will determine how many how many congressional districts a state will have. If that state is run by Republicans, they'll be able to gerrymander to their heart's content. But also these numbers are used to dispense well over a trillion dollars in federal monies every year. So if you undercount the urban areas, which is what they're doing, they're not going to get money, which Congress, by the way, has dispensed, has Congress controls the purse strings. Congress has said there's this money and this goes for these things. And now Trump, of course, is skewing it so that they're not going to, in blue areas, get as much. If this gambit pays off for the Republicans, they leave no stone unturned in their just incessant efforts to deny us our vote. Roger writes, I confronted a young man in Home Depot Saturday afternoon. Why, because he wasn't wearing a mask? And, um, and was asked by him to take it outside to fight. This guy was 30 years younger than me. We called the cops. Oh, you're on the phone? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Hey, Roger, let let Roger in so we can hear the... Um, I'm sorry. Oh, Ro- Roger, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't look at my phone. <laughs> I didn't look that's at my okay. phone. Okay, so what the hell happened? Wasn't um, he wearing a mask? Oh no! Yeah, you know, he he and he was obviously proud of himself. Proud of himself. Um, my wife noticed him coming in, and I and he had already gone down the aisle, and I didn't. And I said, "Yeah, just it, you know it. You know what it is. White men are a problem with this. It's yeah. overwhelmingly white men will this not true. wear are the ones who." It's just like it's like a malehood thing. I don't know. I well, mean, there's a story actually in today's New York Times where they sent reporters out to various areas in New York City to see who's masked and who isn't, and it's overwhelmingly yes, 
white men who are not wearing masks. Yeah. Well, so he he came, he came out. My, my wife was at the paint counter. I'm right behind her, and there he is. And yeah, you know, and I'm in a bit of a. I, I put myself in a quandary. I'll put it that way because I'm sick and tired of it. But at the same time, I feel like I'm a chicken shit because I'm not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And and maybe I don't know what the correct thing is to do. But I said enough is enough. And I walked up to him and I said, "Excuse me, sir. Could you please put on a mask?" Mind your own business. I said, wearing masks is everybody's business in this store. No, it's the law. You're not – someone from the store is supposed to tell him that. You talked to Home Depot management about that because that, 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 was, that was probably almost as unsettling as my encounter with this man. But isn't it – excuse me, am I not remembering this right? Hasn't the governor mandated that if you're indoors in a – or is this the – I thought Home Depot itself mandated it. Home Depot, here we go. Home Depot has signs everywhere. And I bet you 99% of the people in the store are wearing masks. But what I learned is the managers will not have any of their employees confront anybody because they don't, before, for their own safety. Yeah. Because they don't want that same thing happening to them. Well, I, okay, I get that. But then they should have security. People who are, made, you know, armed and made to do it, who are scary looking or something. I don't know. Okay. Well, it was funny because when, when when all finished up, that was my suggestion. I said, you need to get somebody, uh, external security, and without a Home Depot t-shirt or whatever you give your people, this is a security people who, who, who basically, they have a little, they have a presence of authority. And because um, they're saying people pulled out guns. I mean, they just... And, and then the police showed up, and the police says, sir, you shouldn't do that. They, they, he could have shot you. And I guess he's right. He says, I said, but can't you enforce it? He says, no, there, we, that, is unfor- that is not a law. Blows my mind that it's not, not a law. Hmm. It, it, I so said, you called the police? Wait a minute. I want to know how the police got involved. Okay, because what happened was the guy started getting, you know, he, 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 he was getting really smug and smart-ass. And, 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 and I, and I, and I kind of like drew attention to this big time in the store. I, I didn't use my outdoor voice inside and called and said, can anybody get rid of this jerk? And one of the employees says, no, so we're, we're not, we, we're not allowed to do that. That's, we, we are, you know, I, I said, so what's the purpose of the, you know, I mean, and so fine, the guy is out there and, you know, and by this point we're close to being done. I, am I an idiot to go out in the parking lot to load up my groceries so this idiot can see me? No, so you feel trapped in the home. You're trapped in the Home Depot. Right. So I called the cops. Yeah. To arrive. And this and, is what uh, what what uh, jurisdiction of cops? Pittsburgh. This is uh, Ohio, Ohio Township, just outside. You know, just like Ben Avon, Ben Avon Heights. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and. Um, and there were two cops who came in. One was an older white guy who I immediately had a dislike for. He said, well, you know, you shouldn't approach these guys because, you know, no, you, you know, not everybody believes in this stuff. And I'm like, okay. And another thing is, and if something bad were to happen to you, you're kind of asking for it. Wow. Okay. Uh, so so they, I, t- I think he's in charge they of, took his side. He's in charge of the rape division, apparently, you know? 
Yeah, he took his side. So nothing happened to this guy, and nothing happened. Oh, no, he nothing. was gone. He was gone. Oh, he was he gone. Was gone. Okay. And, you know, and, you know, and, and afterwards, I always kick myself. Like, I didn't even think about take a picture. I should have. <laughs> yeah, I, well. I should have made more of a scene, and I and I, I you know. And it was, well, it was I don't funny. know. Funny, the only the the only thing that was that, that made made me feel a little better. If I'm looking back on anything that I felt good about this experience, was there was this little old lady in there with a mask on, and she's looking at the employee just a few feet away. She says, "Excuse me, sir, can you please pull that over, over your nose?" Because he, 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 oh, one of the white guy employees had you. you know, <laughs> Put that over your nose. They're going to have, have clean lips and clean chins, but yeah, their noses are all like that. And, 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 and what I want to take out of it, maybe it's wishful thinking, is maybe I emboldened her. And, you know, because maybe she would not have said that, asked, requested that. And, and one of the things I wish I could have done is like, I wish I could have tried to galvanize people on my side and basically boo the son of a bitch out of there. I mean, seriously. Well, you don't know, um, though, because you don't know how people really feel. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. But, you know, I'll give you I'll give you kudos for speaking up. It is. Most of us don't. It's true. And um, we just grumble under our breath. But it's yeah, there is a risk of doing it because the very people who defy this sort of common courtesy of being masked during a pandemic are the people that are probably, you know, going to punch you in the nose. Right. Oh, oh, let's put this way. Yeah, my wife is paying more attention to him than I was because she, she really observes people well. Says, you know, he had about three inches on you. He's yeah. under 25. He's yeah. in really, really good shape. And yeah, he you would have been. Sleeve yeah. Shirt show. And, and, you know, it's like, I get on I'm not an idiot. I mean, I haven't been in a fight in 45 years, okay? <laughs> and it really says something to him when to take a guy I'm a 60 years old out to, to fight, you know? And, um, well, and so the thing that bothers me, though, and I told the management, I'm like, yeah, this is the only establishment, the only establishment I go in and people aren't wearing masks, where I, where I see it. And, and why do you have a harder time enforcing it than other places I, you know, I go to? And I think what it is, is hardware stores are guy stores, yeah. stereotypically speaking, right. white guy stores, stereotypically speaking, especially when you're getting out to the suburbs. And and in what you just said, these are the guys who just, they're all Trumpsters. They're probably, yeah, there's, there's a good chance he, he did, he could have been carrying a gun because they're all like paranoid white guys who have to have weapons. And, um, yeah, it's, well, it's, 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 it's like, when do we stop letting the bullies win? Because I don't know if this election alone is going to stop the bullies. I want to stop the fucking bullies. I want to stop them my tracks. No, this election is not going to stop them. It's not going to stop them. And one thing is, is my, my wife took a gun safety class. She inherited one of her dad's handguns. I said, get a, get a, get your carry and conceal. I'll draw them out, and then you shoot them in my defense. Because she has a, she's a hell of a shot, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I thought that's, that's how crazy my mind is going these days. It really shook me up, I have to say. Okay, I can hear that. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry that 
Okay. I didn't notice yet. <laughs> Excuse me. That's, oh, that's okay. Right. I, and, and just, just so you know, I, I already have my emails into uh, Tom Wolf, uh, Rich Fitzgerald. I have a case number with Home Depot. Um, you know, I had a very nice woman who talked me through it from the national line. Um, so, well, I'm, this isn't over with yet, as far as okay. I'm concerned. Thank you. So, if I find out anything, I'll let you know. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Okay. By dispatch from the uh, yeah from the Civil War. Uh, God. Um, oh yeah, I'm reminded that did you see the Republicans also are not going to have a platform this year. Their platform says whatever whatever Donald Trump says. That's what it says. Whatever Donald Trump says, lest you think that. This is not a cult of personality, lest you think this is an actual political party. It is not. They literally will have no platform. Not that, you know, platforms always to me are like, "Eh, who cares? I mean, nobody, whatever. But... uh, Uh, I'm seeing, I, they wrote this thing. Um, the Republican Party will continue enthusiastically to support the president's American first agenda. And resolved, which is misspelled, by the way. Unbelievable. Resolved that the 2020 Republican National Convention will adjourn without adopting a new platform. (laughs) Resolved that the Republican National Convention calls on the media to engage in accurate and unbiased reporting, especially as it relates to the strong support of the RNC for President Trump. And finally, resolved that any motion to amend the 2016 platform, which I guess is what they're going to just run on again, or any motion to adopt a new platform will be ruled out of order. And there you go. It's a authoritarian party doing the bidding of one narcissistic nasty cruel little man whoa whoa hey did you see this I love this story I almost didn't see this wait a minute um wait a minute Why'd that go? Hang on, hang on. I'll get back. Did you see the thing that happened to this Pittsburgh school board member? <laughs> I've lost. Oh, no, there. Here it is. <laughs> it's not. It's Yes, it is. It's funny. I'm sorry. It's funny. Uh, you know, the school board meets via Zoom, like we all do these days. And uh, Veronica Edwards is one of the members of the school board. And during Wednesday's uh, meeting, she uh, (laughs) 
she like got up. This is during a meeting. Took her clothes off and got into her shower. Um, now, so she was out of the picture or in the shower. I don't, how was the shower in her? I mean, so apparently it was on camera. Jesus. Um, just before she stepped into the shower, Salah Udin was asking a question about the procedures of the behavioral management system. And that's when she must've said, ah, shit, I need a shower. Uh, but get this within 13 minutes after entering the shower, she was back asking a question. Um, now what's funny is no one in the meeting saw it, but some folks watching the meeting, good citizens did. No one at the meeting saw it because they tend to not be looking at all the little boxes. They're looking, they're using the screen to see the agenda and, and their notes. So um, whatever. I cannot imagine anything more. Why can't people? My God. You're in a, first of all, it shows she walked out of the meeting and decided to take a shower. But, jeez. She's put out a, you know. She said some stuff afterwards. I can't imagine how embarrassing she is. Hopefully, someone can learn from my experience and turn the camera off when you need to. <laughs> and then she went on to say, give me a break. During the pandemic, I've experienced an increase of virtual meeting hours. More than ever before, the demand on my time has caused me to attempt to multitask while the meetings are proceeding. Like many women and caregivers across the country, this has been a challenging time to achieve work-life balance. So, uh, <laughs> while I regret the incident, I remain committed, resolved, and focused. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there you have it. Uh the, the video, lest you think you can run and look at the Pittsburgh School Board, uh, you know, video has been, uh, that part has been uh, edited out. Okay. So, uh, I mean, these things happen, right? But, geez, <laughs> I would die. But I wouldn't do such a stupid thing. I would not. I would not do a stupid thing. We got a caller? Better be quick. Hello? Hello. Hi. I called about three or four minutes ago, but I don't... Well, anyway... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm no just big deal. getting really I, bad at looking at my phone. Okay. When the guy was talking about that guy in the store, yeah. that's what concerns me about this election, how the uh, Trump supporters are going to react and then yeah. even our side, if he cheats to win, I don't think either side is going to accept the results. No, he I don't either. In bloodshed. I, I don't think it's that's very a... Yeah, I agree. But I agree. Thing, I see those people all the time, and I want to go out and punch them, but, and I'm big enough I can handle it, but I just I don't want to... I just walk away from them, because I, it, I'll just go to jail, and what good is that, you know? 
this is better just to walk away from. Yeah. They're, it's like talking to a damn brick wall. They're just more. Yeah, I'm sure that's true, too. It. And what it is is complete selfishness. I'm that's going right. to do what I want. I don't care if anybody dies. It's that's not right. affecting me, so the hell with everybody. Ray for right. me and hell with you. That's just how they believe. That's right. No, so that's I, the Republican Party. They don't care about anybody. It's poor, sick, or anything. Me. They care yeah, about yeah, yeah, no, they care about them. They're whiners. Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable whiners. That's all they are. They're yeah. the big baby. Trump is the biggest baby. Baby, baby you is what he is. But yeah. What are you gonna do? Okay. Thanks all right, you. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Um. Okay, guys. Um. I'm. Uh. Oh, jeez. Uh. Um. I'm. I'm waiting for the. You know. Whatever. What I'm always waiting for at the end of the show. Um, but I don't know if I'm, I'm going to get it in time. So, uh, dear, I'm just looking to see if there's anything else here I need to tell you. No, I think everything else can keep, uh, so be, be careful out there. Oh, you know, I was without power last night for about, I'd say three hours. And uh, it, it was right in the time that I, I made power. I watched TV at night. It was like from, I don't know, not, uh, six to 10 or I don't know what it was. Anyway, it's amazing how dark. And it was all around the East End. So, you know, you look out your your window and all you see is is blackness. I mean, it's really weird. Blackness. There's not a light anywhere looking out any window. It is that dark. It's amazing. (laughs) And I was thinking, so back in the day before electricity, uh, you know, darkness would come on and I get you went to sleep. Right? Pretty much. I mean, I had some candles out, but damn, that's not, it just ain't enough. Um, so when the darkness came, you would, you'd get some sleep. And uh, I considered it, but uh, but then did not. Um, just a quick email here from Bill. I have asked a Home Depot employee about their mask policy. And she told me that management instructed them that they can offer a mask to anyone that isn't wearing them, but cannot ask them to leave the store if they refuse. Well, you know, you might want to tell Home Depot that uh, thank you very much, uh, you gutless wonders, and I'll take my business elsewhere. I don't know. be nice to know what Lowe's policy is and if they're any uh, more socially responsible. Uh, as a retailer, because many are, and uh, you know, take your money there. I, I I I don't know what else to tell you. Anyway, that's it. I'm not seeing the uh, count yet, so we'll just leave it. Let's hope it's okay, and uh, I'll I'll talk to you tomorrow uh, after the the horror of the first night of the Republican convention, Donald Trump, all the time. No platform, no no need for one. It's whatever Trump 
feels at the moment the Republicans are for. If that changes every five moments, it's okay. We're for it. Until he's against it, then we're against it. And then we'll be for whatever he comes up with next. Because that's the Republican Party. God. Talk at you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.